Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is WEEI Late Night with KJ Carson on WEEI. That's going to do it. 41 for that guy. 31 for Tatum. 20 for Brogdon off the bench. That's most of the points. <laughs> yeah, those guys got it done. I just love the way that they attacked. The offensive balance was off the chart. Pain. Threes. Got to the line. Jalen Brown picked his spots. Second hour of late night, WEEI. KJ, thank you so much for being here. 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. Peace to Jeff Beck. Passed away today. One of the three guitar gods. Clapton Beck Page. That was his music right there. Look, Celtics, I said, would run the Pelicans out of the gym tonight. After that great defensive effort, tough, fight-it-out game, showing what you can do from inside of the arc against the Bulls the other night, I said, yeah, they're going to take this young Pelicans team and take them out running. And that's what happened. And plus, the Pelicans, I mean, C.J. McCollum, after that, could you name anybody else out there? Val Siunas, as I mentioned, when you start getting up and down the court, that guy cannot contribute. You're, you're big man doing nothing. I mean, my goodness, four rebounds from your big man? <laughs> it's going to be a long night. Yeah, I'm looking at the box score right now. McCollum with 38, and I think yeah. uh, Marshall, Valanchunas, and Murphy combined had like 40. So. Right. There's no Zion Williams. There's no, there's no Zion Williamson. There's no... Um, Brandon Ingram, you know, C.J. McCollum is supposed to be kind of a facilitator for other stars on that team. Um, no Robert Williams. Look, you didn't even need Robert Williams tonight. Or Marcus Smart. Right. So, you know, I, when when Brown is the lead scorer, and this is sometimes like, like a role play thing, right, that there's this expectation that, you know, Tatum is most likely going to be the leading scorer. And that's 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 almost kind of food for thought. But when Brown is able to go off, and have a night like this and drop 41. There's no way, no way you're beating the Celtics. I would even say if Brown is able to drop 30, 32, 33, somewhere in there, Tatum's going to be somewhere around 27 to, to 31 himself. And that's why I say when they both get to 30, oh, you can't do anything. 41 for Brown, 31 for Tatum, 72 points. It's more than half of the scoring. But that's fine. 
I mean, just the, I mean, this is the stat line that Jalen Brown might hang up on the wall at home. Good gosh. Three of six from three. 12 rebounds. 12 rebounds. Four offensive boards. Impressive. Look, as, as I was talking about last night when I was talking about the, maybe a couple nights ago when they played the Bulls, is that this team has to be able to now show that they can win in different ways. That, hey, a team like New Orleans, you know, the marquee is going to be like, oh, they're one of the top teams in the West, one of the top versus the top team in the East. Yeah, players are like, this is another game. Yeah, by the way, going back to Tatum and Brown, our buddy Justin Turpin, uh, who covers the Celtics, uh, this is now the seventh time that the uh, Tatum and Brown have scored over 30, and they're 6-1 and one in those games. Justin got that stat for me because last year I told him they were 31-4. and four. Justin, love you, but no book report stuff, man. I'm kidding. Look, the bigger story with the Celtics moving forward in preparation for the Bucks, in the preparation for the Nets, the insurgence of of the 76ers and Joel Embiid, who's like Godzilla coming up the block, is you just can't try to win games one way. And if that one way is the three-point shot, that's the worst way. Unless you've got a bunch of bigs who can give you a bunch of offensive rebounds and putbacks and so forth, yeah, you have a couple of bigs. Horford is not a banger. You know, that's not his thing. And Williams, you don't want him to be banging too much because you're talking about a guy who's playing 20, 23 minutes a game. But they did it again tonight and did it from the inside and from out. And this is what's going to make the Celtics dangerous moving forward as all these teams are trying to run up on them. I mean, this is fascinating. You would clearly say that Tatum has the most points for the team. Brown has the second most points for the team. Who would you think would be the third highest point scorer, not per game, just in total points for the Celtics? Who do you think it would be? For just looking at him, I would no, say just, Mal- Malcolm Brogdon. Malcolm Brogdon, that's exactly right. I didn't look at it, just so you know. I didn't right. look so, at it. So the idea, and this is why I said this is the importance of Malcolm Brogdon being acquired. Last year, bench play was atrocious. Sometimes guys would just stand around and figure out who was going to score. Now you always know that 20 points are going to just somehow come from the bench. Just, oh, there's 20 from over here. So the Celtics have give, give Brad Stevens a lot of credit. Didn't go out and get the big, super flashy name to try and make this a superstar team. People were wondering, like, do you get like a big-time point guard? You know, go with these guys. But Mark Smart has stepped up in that role, giving up the shots and getting more of the assists going. And so, look. I like what they're starting to make the adjustments on where at some at one point I was a bit concerned that, hey, the sexiness of running and gunning, having an interim coach who you kind of probably like, okay, yeah, I know we could play some defense, but now they see that's the deal. And so here's uh, Joe Mazzullo on the thoughts of the team at, at about the halfway point this season so far. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just a, goes back to the habits and the mindset and the details that we're playing with. And I think throughout the, you know, these first – half of the season we've done a good job making a commitment to that and I thought we've handled success well I thought we've handled failure well and um, you know we're going to be tested with both throughout the year and it's just a matter of how we respond to it yeah yeah I mean the team is just doing what they need to do at the right time they really haven't had any really big slump I mean you know when they the west coast portion of the trip where they'd lost to Golden State and then it lost that second game back to back to the Clippers I think there was, was also more, that stretch the twice to Orlando and Indiana. 
But those are going to happen in a season. I think sometimes when you're losing to teams that you might face in the NBA Finals, and you know you're only going to see those teams twice in a season, where Orlando, you're going to see them a few times, right? Or Orlando will get that one and get handed the other three. But when you're playing the Clippers and it's a home and home and you know, home and away, and that's it. Or you know, with the Warriors when they come to town, obviously it's going to be a big game. But nobody's going to be looking at the Warriors like, well, gosh, they're only a 500 team. You're thinking like this is the same Warriors that a you lost the NBA championship to, and b anything can happen in the playoffs. If they get to the playoffs, that's all they that's all they need to do. They're one of those teams like hey, if we get to the playoffs, we can make it. They're like the Tampa Bay Bucks right now of the NBA, where we're in we we can make it very uncomfortable for some people at the top because we've seen them before and we're healthier. With the Celtics, they have more people in their face that are just ready to snatch away. You know, last season's successes. Then, then of of the teams, I'm just looking at the schedule right now. Of the teams that are over 500 right now that they have for the rest of the month, which is the bigger game? They've got Brooklyn tomorrow. They're in Brooklyn. They host the Warriors. Uh, they're at the Raptors. They're at the Heat. They're home versus the Knicks. And then February 1st, they're home versus the Nets. Which one is the biggest game? <laughs> tomorrow night and then the game against the Nets at home. <laughs> like the two Nets games are the most important. Right, because even though they don't have Kevin Durant, you'll be able to see what if Kyrie Irving is able to get off, especially with Marcus Smart, may not be in there tomorrow night. That's gonna be dangerous down the road. And I think I think also Horford might not play because I think they said like he's not gonna do back to back. So I think kind that's of scheduled rest. Yeah, that's why they rested Robert Williams now or right. for this game so they could play him tomorrow. Yeah, you, no need, you 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 need Robert Williams tomorrow because whatever you think of Kyrie Irving. He is one of the most one of the most fascinating players, eight feet into the rim, like I, in the history of the game. One of the best finishers in the history of the game. Don't think about how you feel about him; just the talent. And so you would want to definitely have Robert Williams back for that game to make a statement because this is the time now where Kyrie Irving is going to figure out his offense. That's going to be ready for when Kevin Durant comes back. Yeah. Plus, if you this, don't have Williams or Horford, you're going to have, will, you're going to put be, Luke Cornett out this, there. This will center. be the time that Ben Simmons starts to determine what his defense looks like against Jason Tatum. That's why these series with the Nets, the Bucks, and the 76ers are going to be true tests. Because if you know if the if the season ended now, these would be teams that you would one of those three teams you would see in a second round. So that's the other thing. It's different if the Celtics were like a 2-3 seed where you say, okay, we might only have to see the 3 seed before we get to the conference finals. But when you're the 1 seed, yeah, you get the cupcake towards, you get, you get the play-in you know, the, the, the play guy. But then your next one is the 4 seed, and that 4 seed could either be Philly, it could be the Nets, it could be the Bucks. Because right now, if you figure like, what would how would the top 4 finish out, it would be Celtics 1, Bucks 2, Nets 3, Philly four. So you're like, wow, in a second round matchup, you get Philly. Don't forget Cleveland right there at number five. Yeah, I, you know, Cleveland was kind of showing their face last year at this time as well. Granted, with Donovan Mitchell, but I, I'm concerned when you start dropping 46 and you still lose. So that's kind of where Cleveland doesn't worry me as much as much as the Nets, Philly, and the Bucks do because they've got a couple of guys that can get it done every night, or one guy can pick up the slack for the other and absolutely go off. All right, KJ Late Night here on WEEI, 617-779-7937, text line 37937. 
Next, Heimbloom said something that impressed me so much. I'm thinking this guy's ready for Monday Night Raw. <laughs> it's late night with KJ. Now it's time to trend with Joe Braverman. Your home of the Sox. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Well, as we've been talking about, it's now another win for the Celtics. Four in a row, and they are the first team in the NBA to 30 wins on the season as they knock off the Pelicans at the Garden, 125-114. to 114. Jalen Brown with a monster night, 41 points on 15-21 shooting. He also had 12 rebounds for a double-double. Jason Tatum put in 31 points and 10 rebounds. And Malcolm Brogdon with 20 points off the bench. Seas will now travel to Brooklyn to take on the Nets tomorrow night. Tip-off is set for 7.30. According to Tom E. Curran, changes are expected to the Patriots' offensive coaching staff after Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft met this past week. Curran writes that there was no impasse between the two during their meeting and that reassignments are, quote, going to happen. Elsewhere in the AFC East, the Jets are parting ways with offensive coordinator Mike LaFleur, the brother of Green Bay coach Matt LaFleur. They will be in search for a new offensive coordinator. And the Miami Dolphins have picked Skylar Thompson to be their starting quarterback as Teddy Bridgewater will miss his third straight game with a concussion. Other football news, the Bills have announced that Tamar Hamlin has been discharged from the hospital nine days after his cardiac arrest, and he is back with his family in Buffalo. The Bruins are back in action tomorrow night against the Seattle Kraken. Off the ice, though, there will be at least two Bruins at All-Star Weekend as Jim Montgomery was named the head coach of the Atlantic Division at the All-Star Game. Montgomery has the best record in the NHL with the Bruins in his first season. And the Red Sox officially announced the signing of Rafael Devers. It's a 10-year, $313.5 million extension that includes a $20 million signing bonus. I'm Joe Braverman, and that's what's trending on WEEI and WEEI.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. One more thing I actually want to say, um, really to our fans. Loving your favorite team has great moments. It's not always easy. And I know we've had some, up, some ups and downs, you know, certainly in the last few years. And I know y'all are smart and you knew there would be ups and downs uh, with where we stood and some of the things that we were going to have to go through. And you've been with us the whole way. When we've celebrated, you've celebrated with us. Um, when we've hurt, you've hurt. And we know that. And, and we feel it. So I'm hoping today, uh, when you think about what we always talk about and where we're going and this vision of a, of a Red Sox organization, that every year is consistently contending for championships. I'm hoping that vision's a little clearer for you today, knowing that this guy's gonna be right at the middle of it, 
you know, what we're, what we're going to do around him. And I don't want to get into names because I don't want to forget anybody, but you know who we have, the players that have joined us through free agency, players we've acquired, with, whether through trade, Bull 5, and, and players we've grown, uh, that this staff here has grown. And you know who we have, and you know there's more coming. And, uh, you know, you know it's not always linear. It's not always easy. We've taken a couple haymakers. You know what? We're probably going to take a couple more. This is baseball. It's not supposed to be easy. But I want to be clear. We're going to do this. It's going to be awesome. We are going to get there. And just want to thank all of you for your support. And uh, hope it's a little clearer today. Late night, WEEI, 617-779-7937. It's this KJ Carson. And that was Heim Bloom in the comments of Ric Flair promos. That was a great promo. So we're, we're, we're going, and there's still more to come. That's, that's, that's the line right there, right? Because starting with this guy signing, re-signing Rafi Devers, well, that guy's already here. But I think what Hein Bloom just tipped his hand to was one, he listens to KJ late night on WEI, and thank you. Two, okay, brother, you got to admit the Hein Bloom sitting on his hands to Bon Jovi's sit living on a prayer was kind of good. He enjoyed that. No, he didn't. But three, maybe the Shohei Otani thing isn't as crazy as it seems now. We still have more to do. Now, <laughs> there's. I don't think there's too much you can really do this this season, right? I mean, you know what the team is. You know what you're facing and what's going to be moving forward. And Heim has kind of stepped stepped up to it. He he's he's saying, "I hear your voices. I've heard your thoughts. I understand where you're coming from." And I think another key thing he said was recognizing that this isn't a trinket widget baseball team and part of the major league baseball cog. This is the center of the wheel. There are four wheels that run this major league baseball thing. It's the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Dodgers. Maybe the Cubs in terms of like importance for the league. Now, granted, the Cubs, they, they it's just really a chance to go drink beer. But in terms of like putting teams on the field and knowing that, hey, come fall baseball, you want to see the Red Sox. You want to see the Yankees. You want to see the Dodgers. Astros are starting to step into that. It's kind of one of the new Jacks. Giants were supposed to be that historically. But really, it's the Dodgers carrying the West Coast, and so I, I give it. To, I give it to them, right? Sometimes you have to come to a realization that what you've done before, in a place that it doesn't matter as much. Remember, what I don't even know what that thing they're playing in in Tampa, and it's not even in Tampa; it's actually in St. Pete. So you're really telling people from the larger portion of it to drive down to St. Pete to like this mausoleum. This isn't that place. And so I get it. There has to be popping circumstances around signing Raphael Devers. You lost Xander Bogarts. Trevor Story's elbow and his arm has been is is under repair. Your newest acquisition is from overseas and has never played in the major leagues. So the Devers signing was so important. In fact, here's Tom Werner. 
giving a little bit of a timeline and, and bad news to the guy who was at the Winter Classic. John was uh, central to uh, our uh, making this uh, deal with Rafi. Uh, he and Haim and Eddie and Sam flew down to Santa Domingo, uh, I think around December 14th, to meet with Rafi. Uh, we have always wanted to make a long-term extension with Rafi. Uh, we think he's one of the great players in baseball. Uh, we think his best years are even ahead of him because he's in his mid-20s. And um, we've been discussing uh, various proposals with Chris and Nelson for months. And this was something that uh, was obviously an urgent priority. We did not want Rafi to become a free agent next year. And we're delighted, I think, that his love for Boston and Nelson and Chris's desire to keep Rafi in Boston, but most importantly, that Rafi wanted to be here for the next year and retire as a I don't know what's going to happen in 2034 or whatever, but for him to be a Red Sox for the next 11 years, which will be like 15 or 16 seasons, is important to him, and it's very important to us. Yeah. Hire the best food preppers in the offseason. That offseason could be so tempting, young man. His math is really off. He said 14 or 15 seasons. It's an 11-year contract. Well, in terms of how long he's been here so far. All the years together. So maybe okay, he might fair be, deal. Fair yeah, there you go. Yeah, like all the time he's been here. Yeah. I, I You know, I joked. I had joked a couple weeks ago that I said, look, if you think that John Henry suddenly right after the Winter Classic got on a plane, flew down to the Dominican Republic and said, please, Rafi, that that's how it happened. I said, no, he probably already knew at the Winter Classic that this the deal was already done. And that fan saying he was the one that said, you know, sign Rafi, and now he's the reason for it. And it just kind of goes into this whole thing, like even with this, you know, this weird murder case that's going on down in Cahasset, like everybody wants to take credit. I put the period in the sentence first. Like, nobody cares how the sausage is made. They just want to know if it's good. That's all. And that's that's all people want to know. Are we good with Rafi Devers? That's the main thing right there. So hats off to Hein Bloom. He stood in front of the mic. He expressed something that was from the heart. You know, it's, you know, sometimes you hear me get on like Mac Jones, stuff like that about like, dude, come off a script, you know, <laughs> come off the script a little speak from your heart. Say it with your chest. That's what Heim Bloom did tonight. He did today. He said it with his chest. He said, you know what? I am going to take this upon myself to let them know how I feel. And I understand this ain't some fly by night franchise. This is the real deal. And I got to treat it as such. So, if you bring Otani next year and a pennant comes within two or three years, Heim Bloom could he would have his own beer made by Fitzy. Now I don't know if if it would be regulated or someone you know get some bacteria testing in there. I'm, I'm not saying Fitzy made some bad beers. I would just want someone, you know, you got some Anheuser Busch experience or something like that. I'm kidding. But yeah, he would have his own he would have his own IPA. It can change it, the weather can change just like that. That's how it is in New England. Hate you to death, and then suddenly we love you. You said you said he cut like that cut was like a wrestling promo. Does that mean if he does get Otani, he comes out like after he won the championship and being like, I'm the champ now, baby? Yeah, I would definitely look at probably getting a belt made. I wouldn't show it right away, but I would probably have a belt made if he's able to score Otani because when he says he wants to put pieces around Raphael Devers, Raphael Devers has to be the sell piece for other bigger pieces to come or just as big of pieces. So, so yeah, 
that makes it, it, people can relax a little bit. It doesn't mean that the team is that much better now because you signed the same guy. It's not like you unlock some like, you know, what is it called? A franchise on a, the MLB The Show? Like you've unlocked some franchise card where you can grow their talent as time goes on? No, it's the same guy. So the Red Sox, I think, have provided peace and stability with a lot of noise going on at the same time. But one part of that noise is not Raphael Devers not being signed. So that's taken care of. No, here's what fans are really thinking after that signing. So with the Patriots, <laughs> the Patriots. I thought I lost you for a second. Oh, yeah, you did. You actually did. And that was the whole point of the silence. Um, You know, Here's here's what I think is going on with, the, with behind the scenes of the Patriots is there's probably a serious evaluation of where they see Bailey Zappi and what he could potentially do and what they want to have set up for the play calling going into preseason camp. I, I, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but if Matt Patricia is not taken out of the offensive coordinator situation, they may be trying to sell the version that Bailey Zappi may be that guy more so than Mac Jones is because you don't really keep a guy around who's been insubordinate before they've done anything worthy. Like, show me you have, like, like Jay Cutler, right, who's, like, now more of a reality star with his, what was, I think his ex-wife is, I think they're about to break up. Like, some people know him more from that than as a player, but when you look back at a player, it's like, this guy could pull it out in the fourth quarter. But then you say, like, Mac Jones hasn't pulled it out in the fourth quarter in two years outside of Houston. And you'd say, Houston? There had to be a fourth quarter situation against Houston? Yes. Here's Tommy Curran and Phil Perry on the thought of Mac being the quarterback in 2023. Amazing. I mean, what, what an incredibly low bar to clear. He can play quarterback in this league. So can Bailey Zappi. Right. So can Brian Hoyer if he comes off IR and wants to suit up again. Should not be defined as a quarterback who can play in this league. Even if it's a throwaway line on January 8th. The plaudits and bouquets that were thrown at Cam Newton when he could barely throw overhand in 2020. And now, the guy you took in the first round who you said made a dramatic improvement and was on a a great incline to be somebody you build around basically in July is just barely clearing the bar of being able to play in the league. If I'm Robert Kraft, as Phil said, and Bill says to me, you know, I want to bring in Jimmy and somebody else. Well, what did you do to the kid this year, Bill? Right. Is it all on Mac? Yeah, it's all on Mac. It's a terrible attitude. I mean, that's what's going to happen. That's what I fear is is backbiting, blame-laying, saying that, well, you know, we would have liked to have done this, but you really got surly on it. Yeah. It's the, the narrative is not looking good from a couple years ago. 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. Oh, gosh. Let's go to Dave in Buffalo. Dave... Thanks for calling WEEI. And I let me say this before as you come in. Calling here because WEEI is a much bigger place than the mistake by the lake. I'm kidding. Dave, go ahead. I'm sorry. Can you repeat what you just said? The mistake by the lake, Buffalo. Dave, go ahead. Oh, you, well, you know what Buffalo went through this year? They went through a blizzard. They had a mass shooting uh, at the beginning of the year. Um, they had... A guy yes, almost Dave, died on the yes. field, and yeah, yet Dave, they curse Dave. stomp. They they curse stomp New England every time they play him. So, Dave, you know clearly there's no uh, way you can come back to saying, "Okay, how do you 
jokingly make fun of people dying in a storm or people dying in a grocery store. I'm not making fun of that. I'm not saying I can't come back that way. I can't be like, oh, so what? Now, how about this? If you said, hey, we, we're in the process of making another JV banner to hang up and that we will enjoy probably playing a championship game in Indianapolis. <laughs> That's funny. Like, I mean, you got to admit, you guys get rules made for you as rules come along, right? Like, why can't that game be played in uh-huh. Kansas City if you make it to the AFC Championship game? Why can't that game be played there? So, so in your so in your opinion, Buffalo, who was the number one seed before the tragedy happened on the field, they should have to go to KC. I just just look at the opinion. numbers. No, just the, when you're looking at the percentage numbers, if someone has eight hundred percentage and someone has seven nine five percentage, the person with the eight hundred percentage goes. Well, so, I suggest you Google that Josh Allen went into KC and you know won. I, and also Joe Burrow did too. They're both being punished. Yeah, you know, I, think, I mean, it, you know, I think I think what would be celebratory is that Joe Burrow will be standing on top of that hill with a turtleneck because it's Cincinnati going back to the Super Bowl again this year. But Dave, you sure I wish, about that? Yeah, absolutely. It, it happened last year. Okay. Uh, but Dave, look, I wish you, your city, your town, your people, your team the best moving forward. Thank you for calling a big people station. Thanks for calling to the big kids a table. Big I appreciate people it. Station. So you're, Bye, so Dave. you're See you, Dave. Yeah. See what happens? That's what happens when you let the kids come to the adult table to have a conversation. <laughs> Look, that's what that is. Buffalo wants to just remind us, like, hey, just because the most franchise losses we've ever had in the history of our franchises to you guys, we want to call New England to just kind of poke the bear. And I just poked it back. You can't, like, you can't, there's no comeback of any type of creativity or any type of humor where you're putting in disasters in there. I can't, I can't make jokes about those things. Now, only at a kid's table would they think that they would get something out of this professional over here who's well-groomed and well-seasoned. Look, Buffalo enjoys putting up their JV banners, the new varsity jackets. Remember when Houston came up with their varsity jackets and got stomped? (laughs) We're going to wear varsity jackets. We're going to put up JV letters in our gyms. We need more time and overtime. It's not fair. We need to get the ball back too. League says, okay. Look, I know how to keep it above board. And look, I'm happy for the citizens of Buffalo. I said this at the start of the season. That if there's a team kind of rooting for from a societal standpoint is what Buffalo went through at that grocery store with those 13 people being murdered. That football could do some healing. A lot of things have happened with that team in that city, in that organization. I'm not going to sit here and make fun of the season. I'm not going to do that. I mean, I will make fun of that ass of making JV banners. You get Betsy Ross's niece to make them. We beat the page. We, we held the Patriots to under 20 points this year. I mean, you think it's funny, but the Colts actually did that. You remember they did that when they made the AFC Championship and that Seattle Super Bowl year? But that's JV kids table stuff. You know, when when you've been there, there's a saying, when you've been there, act like you've been there before. But when you're like, you know... Yeah, I'm not going to do the thing that, you know, Buffalo has not won a Super Bowl since... Ever. That's the point. That was the silence. Since I didn't want people thinking we were off the air again. <laughs> no, no, that no. Since so you know, like act like you've been there before. Win a Super Bowl, then call back. 
Tell us how it feels. What does it feel like to hold that Lombardi trophy? I mean, my gosh, the Patriots have so many that whatchamacallit bunted with it. <laughs> Gronk bunted with the Lombardi trophy. What was up? I think it's still number the five. Dent. I yeah. Think, I think it was, yeah, that fifth one. The fifth one. That's my point. When you have enough trophies that one of your players starts to play pepper with one, like you need at least one to play pepper with one. But again, I think that Joe Burrow is is the coldest man right now. I I've been saying this for weeks. Them dudes have not lost a game since th- uh, since Halloween. <laughs> you know, look. Last week, I said this on the air that the entire country was going to be rooting for Buffalo, and I wasn't upset about that. The kickoff, right after it happened, I text, I, I, I tweeted. The Bills are going to win by a million. New England, nobody's losing sleep over it. Nobody's, if anything, we're more frustrated as the fan base that had that Raiders game been taken care of and not given away, you could have beat us by 60 and we'd still be playing again this weekend. You could have even seen Bailey Zappi as as the ruse. You don't know. The situation they put themselves in. Yeah, nobody's. Nobody's worrying about your Betsy Ross Jr. made banners. Nobody's thinking about that. We won the AFC East. You know, Miami's won it before, too. The Jets have, too. I I just, I think it's funny. Because it's like, I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where you've dated somebody. And then they go on to date somebody else and you happen to see them with their new guy or whatever. And you realize you got rid of her or they got rid of you because let's just call it what it is. <laughs> you have a faithfulness problem. But there they go, shining and smiling. Ha! Look what I got right now. Ha! You don't fight back. You'd be like, hey, man, I think the two of you are perfect for each other. <laughs> Months later, the dude's buying you beers. I just wonder if Buffalo fans will be buying us beers when Cincinnati takes care of them. I don't even know if they make it even to the AFC Championship game. Yeah, because Cincinnati would be the three seed. If Buffalo's the two seed, well then, hello. Yeah, divisional round would be Buffalo versus Kansas City. Buffalo, Kansas City would no. Or Buffalo, Cincinnati. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. It'd be in Buffalo, right? It'd be in Buffalo. Hello. That's why when I said, "Yeah, Joe Burrow's got something for you again," he's like, "You think so?" I was like, "Yeah, he he won it last year." Hello. So, for those who are checking in from Buffalo, first of all, I'd say Rick Dreams is the greatest thing that's ever come out of your town. Give it to me what you say. And two, act like you've been there before. Oh, wait, you haven't been there before. Late Night with KJ wraps next here on WEI. Thanks for hanging out. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yeah. KJ Late Night WEEI. Thank you so much for spending the last five minutes, 15, 20, one hour, 47 minutes. Missed any of it? Odyssey app is free. Type in WEEI 93.7. It'll bring you here. One of the big boy stations across America. Now, I only say that only because um, I was a bit bothered by that Buffalo Bills fans call who tried to use tragedy as part of an argument. I, I don't like that. I don't like that. Only because... There's a humor aspect to the show, and we jibe. It's nothing personal. But when you start bringing in tragedy and stuff like that, you know, like, hmm, it's a sucker move. And there's a couple of interesting things happening with these NFL playoffs. Skylar Thompson will be your quarterback. Tua did not get out of the concussion protocol today. And it, it futuristically, I wonder what this means for the career of Tua Tungavailoa. You know, I think that first hit that he took on that Monday night game in Cincinnati, I think it did such damage that when cuz he had he's had two more concussions since then, I believe. Well, he had the he had the one against Buffalo, but they said it was a back injury. Then days right. then days later it was the one against Cincinnati and then this most recent one against Green Bay. Right. So, two officially, three possibly. And with that second one being only days after that first one, right? Cuz it was a Monday night game and then that following Sunday. No, it was a Sunday game, and then that following it was Monday, Monday and Thursday. Oh, it was a, that's right. It was yeah, a Monday it was Thursday. The, it was the Sunday the th- game, and then Thursday night Thursday football. Thursday night football, right? So it was a short week. So basically, like three or four days separated concussion mm-hmm. one from concussion two. Right, supposed one, and for sure the one in Cincinnati. And so Teddy Bridgewater damaged fingers. He's not going to go. So they're going with Skylar Thompson at Buffalo. I've looked at alt lines to raise the number of how much Buffalo is going to win. I think it's 14 right now, and I'm looking at some alt lines. I think maybe 16 I think I'm looking at. I didn't get a chance to get the scared money, but my goodness, Bills by 13 to 18 points plus 320 at BetMGM. That that doesn't sound like way off at all because Buffalo will play defense, and if they've got you down 10, that's the secret to Buffalo. If they can get you down 10 points, then you walk into the better aspect of their defense, which is in the air. And if you've got a rookie, Skylar Thompson, trying to go in the air against Buffalo, oh gosh, that's not going to happen. Bills by a million and a half. I mean, you, it could be worse. You could be Baltimore and go with Anthony Brown again against well, Joe Burrow, the, who well, you just hyped well, up. Well, that's the other story is Lamar Jackson missed practice again today. And I'll say this. This is why you you take care of the people who have taken care of you. I don't know anything factual I do know somebody on the team, though. But I, I I don't know anything from them. But by not giving Lamar Jackson the contract at the beginning of the season, you are now seeing how badly you need him at the end of the season. And if he's still not ready to go, there's no contract on the table that forces him to go. Technically, this is overtime. <laughs> this is overtime. 
Now we played 18 games. Everything else is overtime. So technically, am I am I still on the clock? Look, I'm not saying he's faking an injury. I would never say that about any player in the league. But I will say you have to have that in the back of your mind where you probably felt like, okay, because he negotiates for himself that, you know, people were saying like, well, he doesn't have an agent and that's kind of burning him. Well, who is on fire now? This dude has missed 19 straight practices with an injury. Baltimore can't score 17 points if you give him 12. That's how bad the offense has gotten. And so now even with the whole idea of potentially franchise tag him next year, you may be like, I'm walking. I'm gone. Yeah, that's actually a good point. I'm looking at the numbers. They haven't scored more than 17 points <laughs> since Lamar Jackson has left. The highest they got was 17 in the win against the Falcons. I'm trying to tell you. You played around a ball, and I because even some of the even some of the decisions that that John Harbaugh was making that it felt like because they were John Harbaugh's bad decisions, they would lay on the lap of Lamar Jackson. I can think of a, one game where they went for two and one would have tied it against Pittsburgh. They lost that game. They've done that a couple of times. The Buffalo game, I think, stands the, out to me. The, the Buffalo game is another one. And these are all that are all part of the narrative that the that management can say, well, in crunch time, you didn't come through. Well, Lamar had his had his own kind of crunch time, like crunch, that's my ankle. And you I, 19 straight practices. And can you be mad? Because here's the thing. If you had signed him to a deal, he would have been in there probably working to get you a better position, and you probably would have won the AFC North while Cincinnati was struggling. You could have ran away with the division. And now, here it is, Wednesday before the playoff game in a rematch on the road at Cincinnati, and Lamar Jackson still hasn't practiced. I think it's since, like, December 3rd or 4th. So He hasn't practiced since, like, early December. Yeah, he left the Jacksonville game, which was on November 27th. This dude has been off since Thanksgiving. <laughs> like... Like that's, I mean, that is, if that is not some type of subliminal message or salvo shot across the bow is you thought you were going to take advantage of me by saying, well, no, we're not going to give you a deal and we're going to make you be here. Well, now when you need me the most, I don't have to be here. Why, if I'm Lamar Jackson, why am I risking damaging the ankle further when the franchise wasn't worth paying up the money sooner? Sooner. You don't think the Jets right now will give Lamar Jackson whatever he wants? They'll give anyone anything they want just to have a quarterback. Look, Lamar Jackson with the Jets, you put him in Atlanta. I mean, there are different places where like Lamar Jackson has options, and they will pay for those options, especially now as as bad as, as Deshaun Watson looked in those games where he came back. Now he can get that money. I mean, it's going to be interesting weekend of playoff games. Be here again tomorrow night, 10 p.m. Uh, you know, there's some things I missed. So for those who are looking for scared money, don't make none. I, we didn't get to it because, look, the conversation just continued to go. So uh, we'll get into some of the gambling aspects of this weekend's games and slates for the NFL. Plus, man, pasta is getting screwed by the NHL, and I think I figured out why it is in this whole heart trophy race. I'm shocked. That, look, I, I understand the love for Connor McDavid. But the odds for pasta are ridiculously bad. That's tomorrow night at KJ Carson at Twitter at WEEI. Have a wonderful Wednesday night. 
Talk to you tomorrow at 10. See ya! T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.